0: Welcome to Scale Your Course. If designing and delivering a scalable course has got you feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and just plain tapped out, you're not alone. I'm Tracy Sheriff, and in this podcast, you'll listen to a combination of solo episodes and powerhouse interviews, where we'll share tips, strategies, and insider insights into how you can successfully design and deliver a scalable course. Prepare to reach your next level business goals without compromising your health and wealth with the Scale Your Course podcast. Welcome back to Scale Your Course. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about the importance of preparing and priming people for learning in your courses and online programs. Now, as a professor, one of the things that I always looked forward to was the very first class. Now, for me, most of my classes were face-to-face classes, and for you, that's probably not the case. But nevertheless, there's this anticipation for class number one, but there's also a lot of nervousness, nervousness that can occur from you as the teacher, guide, mentor, facilitator, and nervousness for the student. They're often engaging in something new. They're often engaging with people that they don't know, and they may not be sure what to expect. Now, the expectations in academia and what students might experience inside of a course where they're working towards a diploma or a degree are far different than the online space. Emotions may not run as deeply as they do in the classroom, but what I'm going to be talking about today is understanding how we can really set the stage for success, not just in the first class, but each and every time where learning is happening. Now, prepare and prime are often synonyms of each other or used in that way when speaking, but for the purpose of teaching and learning and for this episode I want to emphasize the difference. They are indeed two very different things. So what I see in the online space is that people are really good at preparing students for learning, but they're not doing the best job priming students. I can say that because I have engaged in many different courses and programs. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm actually a bit of a course junkie. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. So I've not only been a teacher and facilitator of learning in the online space, I've also been a learner. And this is something that I identify right away. And I know when someone is being really intentional in their design of the learning experience, when this preparation and priming has happened, specifically the priming. So let's go back to the differences. According to Wikidiff, I didn't even know that was a thing, folks. But according to Wikidiff, the difference between prepare and prime is that prepare is to make ready for a specific future purpose and to set up and assemble, while prime is to prepare a mechanism for its main work. So what does that really mean? What that means is that when you're preparing students, you're setting them up for the success of the experience. When you're priming students, you're preparing their mind for learning. Now, if that's still not super clear to you, don't worry, I'm not surprised. Here are some things that you can do to prepare students for learning. And what it really boils down to is the logistics of the experience. So that's a differentiating factor is that preparing is about The logistics. Let's just talk about preparing to go on a vacation. There's a lot of to-dos and checklists and things that we need to know. It's very fact-based. So when you're preparing students, you are often setting the stage for their success by introducing yourself. You're outlining the format of the course or program. So whether that's asynchronous or synchronous, meaning you're all learning on your own, at your own time, and at your own pace, or you're all learning together. The start dates, the end dates, the duration. How long is this commitment to this forcer program? How do you estimate their commitment? What's required of them? Is it two hours a week, three hours a week, four hours a week? Is there pre-work, post-work, homework? <laughs> Whatever kind of work. What's to be expected? You'll Perhaps talk to them about the course layout and the structure, things that they need to know, the platform, how they can access the content, any major milestones or timelines that are associated with the course, the materials that they might need. And let's not forget the tools that might help them stay organized. That's a whole other podcast episode. I think we're pretty misguided in the online space where we put so much ownership on the learner to be organized. But the reality is we have a a high percentage of adults that we're engaging with on a regular basis where the idea of planning and organizing their learning journey, knowing how to schedule and do all the time management pieces of the learning and actually take time to do the tasks We misunderstand that a majority of the population actually has deficits in executive functioning. Like I said, that's another episode. The last couple things that I'll mention is that when you're preparing, you are suggesting to students how they might get the most out of their experience. What you recommend is the level of engagement and suggestions for how they can get most out of their experience, such as their attendance, the content completion, and last but not least, how to get support and how to know when to identify that they need the support. So it's one thing to give them the mechanism for knowing where to get the support, but actually being able to identify when this is the time when they don't try to go it alone is really important. Now let's look at priming. Now, remember, I said priming is about preparing the brain for learning. Here, we really want to spend time reminding people why they even said yes to the Courser program in the first place. So it's really solidifying their commitment, especially at onboarding. That's really critical in solidifying their commitment to the actual reason why they joined the Courser program and what they hope to get out of it. It's a great place to introduce them to you as a teacher. So by showing up in using intentional priming strategies, you're actually building your authority as a teacher. For the teacher, priming is a strategy that can really help you avoid some of the frequent pitfalls we have of percepting how people will engage in the course and program. Sometimes we won't discuss mutual expectations and as a result we end up overwhelming students by trying to teach too much too soon or failing to assess the knowledge base of each student to be able to be responsive in how we deliver our course and program. And of course this really depends on the type of course or program that you have if you're running something that's kind of a set it and forget it type experience, being able to respond to the individual needs of students is going to look different for you than someone who's running through with a group of students with some type of student-teacher engagement. Priming is intended to really get them thinking. One of the strategies would be to introduce new material before the lesson even occurs or even before the course even starts. Priming allows you to provide a quick win for students so they feel accomplished right from the start, which builds your continuous authority. And it's really about setting the stage for their own success. It's giving them some tools and some things to think about that are really going to help them be successful. We know that student success is going to help build your revenue, your retention, and your referral base. So it's really important that we focus on the client experience. Now I talked a few minutes ago about activating the brain. So we know that in order to engage students in learning or people in learning, they need to experience the excitement of retaining new information. And more importantly, they need the excitement of being able to apply that information to an action that gets them a result or gets them a new outcome. We know that when learning is tangible, and measurable, students tend to be more motivated. So this priming, activating the brain to take in new information, to make decisions about what to do with that information, and then finally to take an action is critical to student success. When we're activating the brain, we're really helping them make an emotional connection to what they're accomplishing or working towards accomplishing. We wanna build anticipation, We want to build excitement and curiosity. One of the ways that we can do this is by activating prior knowledge. So basically we want to help the student or the client or participant leverage existing foundations of knowledge versus building on new schemas from the ground up. We want them to be able to identify what they already know and do and help them identify the gaps that you're going to fill so they know where to focus their time and attention. So a couple strategies that I've used in classes for this is to create an anticipation guide. In this activity, you would create a series of statements that challenge or support the ideas that you're going to be presenting. And you ask them to choose whether they agree or disagree. So remember, this is a pre-knowledge activity We're really wanting them to be thinking about what they already know for them to make decisions about whether they actually agree or disagree. And when you do that at the beginning of a class or at the beginning of a course, and you do that at the end, you're then giving them something to be able to measure their own learning from. So self-reflection is a critical part of this process. Another tool that I've used is the KWL charts. So this is where you just create a table in a document where you ask students or participants to write down what they know already about a particular topic and what they want to know about a particular topic. These are really great for them to even submit to you if you're open to devoting some time to looking through them because the purpose of doing this type of activity should not only to be informing or priming the student, but to be informing you as well as the teacher. Especially if you're working through a cohort model, cohort model would definitely lend itself to a KWL chart. And now you're probably wondering about the L. The L is actually what you've learned. So the K stands for what you know, the W stands for what you need to learn, and the L stands for what you've learned as a result of participating in the class or the workshop. Again, another great tool for self-reflection and for you and for the student to be able to measure all that they've accomplished in their time with you. Another way to prime people for learning is to give them the opportunity to set goals for themselves. So you have set out your big promise for your participants. This is where they get to set three to five of their own goals and then prioritize them. This really helps to increase the ownership that people take on their own learning, their own participation, their own level of engagement, as well as perhaps, depending on how you set it up, can give you insight into additional pieces of content and experiences that you can add to support that. We want to remember that our sole purpose for priming learning is to reduce overwhelm in the student. Have you ever come to like your very first class and the student and the professor or the teacher outlines everything that you're going to learn in the course or program and all the due dates for assignments and the types of assignments that they're going to be and you just walk away feeling really overwhelmed. That's not the feeling that you want to create. There is a place for the logistics, the preparing part, of the course, we don't have to give it all at one time. If we balance out some of the preparation with the priming, we're definitely going to increase the positive vibes that a student gets from the experience. So we wanna make sure that any of these priming activities are done quickly. And, and this means that they could be done you know, the night before, the morning of or during the class itself at the very beginning. And lastly, we want to make sure that we're choosing these activities very intentionally to orient the student to the actual task that we're going to ask them to perform. So we're introducing new knowledge, creating understanding, and then the idea is for people to go and do something. But sometimes we need to have that foundation set. And also to make sure that everyone is on an equal playing field. Some of these activities can make sure that everyone is coming with the same level of knowledge to the conversation. So for example, you might want to introduce like new vocabulary, introduce the framework that you're going to teach on, encourage some self-reflection so that people can give you some insight into what you might benefit from knowing about them that can guide your teaching methods. You can use rating skills and checklists that incorporate the things that you feel help students measure how familiar they already are with a topic. To get oriented, they might need to understand their preferred ways of knowing and communicating, their levels of self-confidence in a particular area. And you can use all of these activities as pre- and post-assessment type activities, as mentioned earlier on. In a priming activity, you're having them tell you versus you telling them. So you may give them a set of misconceptions and a set of preconceptions, but not tell them which one is which and have them decide. There's lots of different ways that you can do these activities, but what I'm trying to say here, it is not about telling. It's about helping people uncover what they already know what they already think, and maybe even what they already are doing, and then helping them assimilate that once that is activated, that reflection is activated, using that information to inform how they engage with your content and how you engage with them or create new content. So I'm hoping by providing some of those examples, you'll be able to see what the differences are between preparing someone for learning and priming them for learning. Preparing being around the logistics and the priming being about activating the brain. So I'm hoping that this will inspire you to think a little bit about how you are setting the stage for success for your students. Are you just preparing them or are you actually preparing and priming them for the experience that you've created? Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.